Hello and welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast. I'm your host, MJ, a certified personal trainer, advanced nutrition coach, and qualified group fitness instructor with over a decade experience in the health and wellness industry. I'm also the creator of my health, body, and lifestyle transformation program, Forever Fit. The Fit Life with MJ podcast is a collection of motivational, inspirational, and informative chats made up of a mix of both solo episodes from myself, plus interviews with many inspiring health and wellness professionals to teach you everything you need to know about living a healthy, balanced, fun lifestyle, staying motivated and in control of your mindset, and also how to avoid falling victim to the many gimmicks of the health industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And if you get value from this one today or any other episode, please hop over to the review section of the platform you're listening on, follow us, and give us a five-star review to help us reach and inspire more people. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, fam, and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited about this episode today. I've talked about this a little bit previously uh, in my Instagram and Facebook posts, and also I've done a live chat on it as well um, on my Facebook. Every time I talk about it, it gets a huge amount of resonance with a lot of girls because this is a really broad, not so much broad, but it's a far-reaching topic. So many girls are affected by reproductive issues. But the sad thing is so many girls also don't realize that they have been misdiagnosed with PCOS because they get given the wrong information or not enough information. Doctors can be lazy in their diagnosis is what happened to me. Um, So I, I really wanted to bring this episode to the podcast to shed some light for you guys basically around what happened with my misdiagnosis and what I actually had to do to get my cycle back and prove that I had been misdiagnosed. Um, So I'm going to talk you through my journey and also help break down a few things about PCOS and our reproductive systems that a lot of girls don't fully understand. Um, We seem to just sort of skim the surface when it comes to understanding what's going on with our reproductive systems. And there is so much more to it. And knowing these things, understanding these things that I'm about to go through today meant the difference for me between taking my misdiagnosis and thinking it was true and going completely down the wrong path and possibly never have been able to get my cycle back to actually now being fully completely back into normal reproductive my cycle is back to normal basically um because I fought for the right answers because I knew something wasn't right um I I do want to disclaim though as well I want you guys to understand I am not a reproductive expert I know that you know that but I just want you to know that I also know that I'm not coming to you through this episode as an expert thinking that I know everything about everyone's reproductive issues. I don't. I just want to talk to you about my experience and what I learned about our reproductive systems in the process in the hopes that if any of you out there are struggling with um, reproductive issues, you've been diagnosed with PCOS and you feel like something's not quite right about that, but you're not sure where to start, maybe this episode will help you 
see some light and take a better direction and actually get the answers that you need and get get your hormones, get your, your system and your reproductive cycle back on track. And if you have been struggling to conceive, even, you know, a lot of ladies listening to this, a lot of you are going to be at that stage where you're trying to start a family or grow your family. If this helps anyone, um, because I know that what I what I've achieved here has helped me feel confident now that you know I've got my cycle back I've got a better chance of having children when the time comes when I find that man where is he girls where is he <laughs> we'll find him <laughs> so yeah I, I want to tell you guys all about my story and hope that it helps you as well and and impart some of the knowledge I learned along the way also you know knowledge from having to have an understanding about this because I am a health and fitness coach, um, I already had to have a heightened understanding of the female reproductive system. Um, and it's been one of the reasons that I've been able to help ladies who do suffer PCOS, whether it's been misdiagnosed or whether it is actual PCOS, that um, I've been able to help them with their weight management that can be an issue if you do have PCOS. Um, so a lot of the girls I help as part of the Forever Fit fam, they do suffer PCOS because it is so common. Um, so it is one of, it is something I'm very familiar with. Um, but again, not a medical expert in the reproductive system, just telling you what I know. Um, I'm not giving any advice here. I just want to show you what I know, um, and hope that it helps you take a different direction if you are struggling. Um, so the reason that PCOS can so easily be misdiagnosed, though, is because PCOS is a medical condition in and of itself, but it is also a symptom because, as you know, PCOS is an acronym. It stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, which means you've got cysts on your ovaries, more than one cyst on your ovaries. So poly means more than one. Cysts, obviously, is you've got polycysts, more than one cyst, on your ovaries, and it's a syndrome. Um, but so the cysts are caused when an egg, because, you know, as you know, us females, we are born with as many eggs as we are ever going to have. We do not create any more in our lifespan. We are born with them all. Um, when you develop cysts on your ovaries as part of PCOS, it is because one of those eggs has developed into a follicle which has not released into the uterus to create the system where or the cycle where um, your uterus lining sheds, which creates the bleed. Um, and so that follicle then hardens and becomes what they call a cyst. If you miss several periods, you develop several cysts. So basically every time you miss a period and the follicle doesn't release the egg and it turns into a cyst, that becomes another cyst in your ovary, which um, creates the polycystic situation. Um, I'm not talking about cysts as in unrelated cysts where I do know that some girls suffer from painful cysts on their ovaries that can burst. They can be created by other things. I'm just talking about the hardened follicle cysts as part of PCOS. Um, now, the problem with this is that cysts on your ovaries 
being caused by the egg not releasing and the, the follicle hardening into a cyst, the things that cause that can be from two different origins. So, it, But all of it comes down to hormone imbalance. The process of the female reproductive cycle is all based on a very delicate hormone balance. And this is where a lot of information does not get passed down to us girls for us to understand how this all works and how precious our bodies really are in this regard. There's two different ways that you can have an issue with your hormones that can control your reproductive cycle. One, you could have a either a genetic or some sort of issue in your um, inside your brain where the hormones are produced and released from and other parts of your body where the where the hormones are produced and released from, you could have an issue there preventing the right balance of the hormones from being released as they should be. So it could be a genetic medical condition, which is proper PCOS. Or it could be lifestyle caused, where factors of your lifestyle have caused an imbalance in those hormones that have stopped your cycle from happening properly, which have caused those cysts to appear, which has created polycysts on your ovaries, but it could be fixable. And this is where the big breakdown is. So as part of our reproductive system, we've got about, is it five or six hormones? We've got testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, FSH or follicle stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, I hope I said that right, and this is the big one, bear with me, DHEA, which is the acronym for dehydroepiandrosterone. I broke that down into three separate parts so I can say it properly, but these six, these six hormones have to work in perfect unison for us to just release one goddamn egg each month. If there is an imbalance here, the whole system gets thrown out of whack in any of those hormones. The main three that we get told about are testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. Most doctors will only cover those three. They won't tell you about FSH. They won't tell you about luteinizing hormone, and they won't tell you about DHEA. And this I know for a fact because this was my problem. So if um, one of the biggest factors that can affect the balance of these hormones is being overweight or having a high insulin resistance through consuming too many processed carbohydrates and sugars. What that means is your body is now less sensitive to insulin. So what happens is when we eat carbohydrates um, in any form, whether they're complex or processed, as in whether they are good carbohydrates or bad carbohydrates, it doesn't matter, our body releases insulin. What that insulin does is it basically unlocks all of the cells in your body to allow nutrients in. Insulin is basically the key for nutrients to get from your blood into your body or from your digestive system into your body. It is literally the, the key, the passageway that allows things through. Um, it's in, in its simplest form, um, of description basically is the more um, the less sensitive. Oh, now I'm trying to get my words all mixed up. <laughs> the less sensitive your body is to insulin means the more energy, the more sugar and carbohydrates 
can come into your body and not as much of the insulin will release. So the energy, um, this is why um, insulin resistance and weight gain go hand in hand, basically, because the energy, the, the nutrients, they're not getting across as much through to the cells and the, the body parts where they're needed. So a lot of the energy ends up getting stored as body fat because it's not getting used. That's basically the, the long and the short of it, um, just for the purpose of this podcast, because we're not here to talk about insulin resistance, we're here to talk about PCOS. So essentially, um, insulin resistance, high insulin resistance can be a factor that can cause PCOS. Um, it can cause an imbalance in the levels of testosterone and estrogen and progesterone in your body, which therefore affect the levels of your FSH, your luteinizing hormone. So the FSH, it's because it stands for follicle stimulating hormone, it is the hormone that comes into play to prepare, basically prepare the follicle to be released. And then luteinizing hormone comes in and says to the body, okay, time to release the egg. If they aren't working properly, then the follicle doesn't get prepared properly. It doesn't get released properly. You don't have a period. The egg sits there. It hardens into a cyst. You have another cyst on your ovaries, which basically doesn't go anywhere. Um, now, yeah, so poor lifestyle choices through diet and exercise. Um, weight gain from lifestyle choices can cause your reproductive hormones to be out of balance. Also, the other end of the spectrum can cause the exact same problem. Over-exercising and under-eating can also cause this exact same balance. Now, the problem is PCOS as an actual syndrome is caused by an imbalance in the hormones which is caused from your body. Like you could be a perfectly healthy person, but those hormones are just out of balance because that's just how your body is. That is PCOS. When it's caused by lifestyle choices, or lifestyle factors such as overeating and under-exercising or under-eating and over-exercising, that is called amenorrhea. And this is the difference in the diagnoses that a lot of girls are missing and not getting told the truth about. So what happened with my experience was I was the under-eating, over-exercising end of the spectrum. So I had been on the pill, and this is another thing that can cause it too, being on the pill for far too long can throw your hormones out of balance because it, your body stops needing to make the hormones itself. So I'd been on the pill since the age of 16, religiously every day. I'm a tourist. I like me some structure. It was very easy for me to remember to take a pill every morning. So I basically was on the pill from the age of 16 right through to 26. Um. I, as you know, anyone, any of anyone who's been following me knows that I, I went through a period of my life in my fitness and health journey where I severely restricted my calories and I flogged myself at the gym just trying to basically get a lean toned fit body. Um, so that I did, I went through a period where I was not eating enough at all, where I was exercising way too much, especially for the amount of food I was only eating. Then I did a fitness comp where on purpose you have to not eat enough and train a lot harder. 
the foods I ate changed and the way I was training changed, but the calorie input and the exercise output was basically the same. Um, so I flogged my body there too. And then after all of that, I had learnt about how to balance carbs, proteins, and fats in my diet. I'd learnt how to train differently to achieve a certain fitness and, and physique. Um, I was like, oh, this is great. Okay, I'm going to increase my calories now and I will um, change up my training. And I've made all these changes, but they were so drastic and fast that it just shocked the crap out of my body. Um, and I started noticing even, you know, throughout the time of the comp prep that um, my cycle wasn't working with the pill anymore. The pill had stopped working. I was spotting right throughout the entire sheet of pill. Um, I was having periods in between when I shouldn't have been. I was, it was all over the shop. The pill was doing nothing for me anymore. Um, I went and changed the pills. I thought maybe my body's just used to this one. I went to the doctor. They said the same thing. Lazy doctor. Um, and that, yeah, so they put me on a different pill. It worked for a few weeks. Then it didn't. Same thing started happening. I thought, well, it's not the pill. What am I going to do? I was still with my ex at the time, so I didn't want to stop being on the pill. So I just thought, I'll stuff it. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I can't remember what I was thinking. Um, but then, um, we obviously split up and I thought, well, now's the time if I'm going to go off the pill and see if see what's going on with my body, now's the time. So I went off the pill at the end of, of, I was on a cycle and I stopped taking the pill and then when that cycle finished, I just never started taking the pill again. And that was in 2017, December 2017, I think. And um, I never got my period back. It just didn't, it just didn't show up. I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I'm not complaining. I've got no period. This is great because it's been out of control for the last two years. But um, And then I um, I think it was about six months in, I thought something's not right here. A little bit after that, I went to the doctor for a pap smear and I told them and they said, oh, and this is, I've since been told that this was ridiculous and I should, never should have listened, but I didn't know. And this female doctor looked me in the eye and she goes, oh, yeah, I've seen this happen before. It can take a while for your body to rebalance. Give it two years. Two freaking years. She said, give it two years to see if your period comes back. And I was like, okay, great. Two years, never having to buy tampons. I'm down. I was so naive. I let two years go by. I went into a different doctor. I'd moved states by then. I went to a different doctor and I said, look, I'm here for another pap smear, but um, Actually, I want to tell you, it's been two years and I was told to wait two years and I still haven't had my cycle since I stopped taking the pill. Her face dropped and she said, who told you to wait two years? I said, oh, the last doctor I went to. She said, you never should have been told that. Three to six months maximum because when your body is not having a healthy cycle, you are not producing the right hormones. It also in females not having a healthy cycle can severely affect your bone density because um, vitamin D absorption is affected by your estrogen levels. So, um, uh, sorry, calcium absorption. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was shocked. I thought, oh, gosh, what am I going to do now? So she said, okay, we need to get you tested for PCOS. 
I am going to, and I thought this doctor was on my side now because she was being very careful with me. She was like, if you want children, you need, we need to get to the bottom of this. So she said, we're going to get you in for blood testing and ultrasounds of your ovaries um, and cervix to see what's going on. So I, your girl who hates needles, braved it, went in for the blood tests. What she was testing for was testosterone levels, estrogen levels, progesterone levels, and vitamins. The main vitamins like um, I think A, B, K, D, and things like that. Um, and the um, ultrasound, the very invasive ultrasound, if any of you have had one of those. So off I went um, and we got the results back within a week, took them back, took them into her. And now this is where I really got pissed off. She was 20 minutes late for my appointment. I was her first appointment of the day. She was 20 minutes late. She rushed me into her office. She took one look at the ultrasound. I had one more follicle on one side than what I should have and one, uh, two more follicles on the other ovary than what I should have. I think it's about 20. You're supposed to have like 20 or something. I can't remember how many it is. It's around the 20 mark that you're supposed to have in each ovary naturally. Like we all do develop the cysts. Um, but when you've got too many, that, sorry, the follicles, well, um, if you've got too many, it's considered that you've got PCOS. So I had like one or two too many on each side. She goes, she looked at that. She goes, oh, yeah, you, your vitamin levels are normal. Everything looks perfectly fine here. Oh, but you've got the, yep, nah, the, the ultrasound. Um, I cannot remember the, for the life of me the name of the profession that reads the ultrasounds. Yep, too many follicles on each side. You've got PCOS. I recommend you go back on the pill. I could have slapped her right there because in this meantime, that in the meantime leading up to this all going down, I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of professionals talk about PCOS misdiagnosis. And in in the back of my mind, I didn't believe I had PCOS anyway before all of this as it was. I felt like something else was wrong, but I didn't know what. And so I, she basically looked me in the eye. She goes, go back on the pill or you'll never have kids. And I, I was like, but I, I don't want to go back on the pill. That's what caused my problem. I need other answers. I, this isn't right. I don't think it's PCOS. And she goes, well, you need to make a decision because I've got reps waiting for me in the other room that I need to go see. Those were her exact freaking words. She wanted to push me out of her office as fast as she could the minute she just basically said to me, go back on the pill or don't have kids. I have never been so enraged in my entire life. And I just stormed out of there and I thought, what the freaking hell am I going to do? I rang my parents and my um, they basically helped me do a bit of research into um, female reproductive system um, professionals. We found the Jean Hales Clinic here in Melbourne. I went and saw an endocrinologist because I said to my parents, I said, this is hormonal. This is there is nothing wrong with me. I don't have any of the markers of actual PCOS. I don't have insulin resistance. I'm not out of control with my weight. I don't have excess body hair because of elevated testosterone levels, which is common. I don't have any of these things. It's not PCOS. It's something else is stopping my cycle. I just don't know what. And um, so I went to Jean Hales and I thought, I'm going to get answers here. And she looked me straight in the eye. She looked at my levels. She looked at everything a nutrition coach and personal trainer, she looked me in the eye and she goes, 
you just need to eat more and exercise less. <laughs> and I, it was all I could do not to laugh at her. <laughs> because for the past four or five years, I had been eating enough calories and exercise, and I was definitely not exercising too much. There are Olympic athletes out there who exercise four times more than I do, who don't have unhealthy cycles. And I know I was not under eating and I know I was not un- overtraining. I knew that for a fact. I knew that wasn't the problem, but I was now at a dead end. I didn't know. I didn't know what else to do. I thought, how the hell am I going to get this back if eating, changing my eating and changing my exercise aren't the answer? So I thought, okay, maybe there is something else going on within my body that just my my diet and my exercise levels can't fix. Maybe there is something is broken within my hormones that needs fixing with supplementation. But I didn't know what. Luckily, I found this guy that you you see me talk about him all the time. He has been the savior of my reproductive system. He's a kinesiologist and he's also a chiropractor. This is why you'll always see me hear me talking about my wizard chiropractor doctor guy because he's like Yes, he is a fully registered qualified chiropractor, but he's also a fully registered qualified kinesiologist, which is what I love. I love kinesiology. The ability to test your body's strength against certain things to see what it needs more of and what it needs less of, what it likes and what it doesn't like, finding out what um, ailments within your body are causing ailments in other parts of your body. Kinesiology is freaking incredible. And I've seen it firsthand with him. He literally laid me down. I told him everything I'd been through. He tested all of my, um, all of the different hormones for my body. And I literally said to him, because by this time I had heard about DHEA and how it affects the reproductive system, the very little talked about hormone. So we all get told about testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, which in my body were they were showing up as within the right range. But the problem was they weren't at the right levels. They were within the right range, but they were all out of whack with each other, if that makes sense. So they weren't operating properly. My estrogen levels were far too low. Um, Sorry, my progesterone levels were far too low. My estrogen was slightly too low, but my testosterone wasn't too high. That's why it wasn't getting picked up. So... My FHS and my LH hormones weren't working properly. But the reason, the reason for that imbalance was that I was not producing DHEA. So none of those hormones, my body was fighting just to produce enough testosterone, estrogen and progesterone, let alone FSH or LH, because there was no DHEA, which helped to elevate your progesterone, your your estrogen and to um, regulate those hormones. So if my DHEA was basically switched off, I didn't know this because the doctors, the blood tests I went for were only testing for testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. They did not pick up on the fact that I had next to no levels of DHEA compared to what I should have. That is why nothing was working. Whereas Steve, my kinesiologist, and I would love to get him on this podcast one day. I think I'll ask him if he wants to come on. He could test with his kinesiology ways to see what I did not have enough of in my body. And he agreed. He goes, yep, your DHEA has not been working for years. 
So he put me on a series of hormones and a series of, well, not so much hormones, but a series of supplements aimed at increasing my DHEA, my estrogen, my progesterone, and some other supplements that would help support the production of those. So help support my body in anything it was lacking to elevate the levels of the hormones that weren't working properly for me. So within about three months of following his, of taking these supplements and going back and seeing him every three to four, or every, now it was every two to three weeks um, to do further checks to see how the levels were coming along. I had my first proper cycle without the help of the pill in two years, in over two years it had been by then. It was um, touch and go for the first few months. Um, so I would, I'd have a period and then it, I'd go for about, you know, two months and then I'd see another one arrive. Then I could go for maybe another month and one would show up. It would be sometimes just very light. Other ones would be like, oh, this is a heavy one. Um, it was sort of very up and down for the first few months, but I can now proudly say hand on heart to all of you ladies, I have not been taking these supplements for about six months now, if not longer. I haven't taken them all year and we're in October now, so it's been over. It's It's been about 12 months. I have not needed to take any of these supplements and I am right now, as we speak, on my fifth healthy, proper cycle back to what it was when I was, what, 14, 15, when I first got my period, when I first got my cycle. So, or 13, actually, I think I got my first one. So 13, 14, 15, 16, I had four years of having a period without going on the pill. Then I went on the pill. That's when it all went downhill. <laughs> I am now back to the same cycle I had previous to going on the pill. My body is doing it all on its own now because I I fought against that misdiagnosis. The doctors just wanted to chuck me back on the pill because she had better things to deal with that day and that's the easy answer. But that would have completely ruined not only my bone density but my health and my chances of conceiving a baby in the future. Like I'm not saying it's going to be easy for me to conceive. I have no idea. But at least now I'm getting a healthy cycle. I know I've got a better chance than I did before. I now have a healthy reproductive cycle again, all on its own, without taking any pills or anything because I fought for those answers. I knew something wasn't right and I knew the doctors were being lazy and weren't giving me the right information. I did a little bit of research. I used the knowledge I already had. I fought for answers. I found someone who could help and they did. And now I've, I've solved that issue. And... So if, if anyone, any of you ladies listening to this episode feel like you've been given a PCOS diagnosis that just doesn't quite feel right, but you don't know any better to follow it up and, and actually find out what really is causing your reproductive issues, there is absolutely no harm in going and finding, even if it's a natural therapist doctor who is reputable, make sure they are reputable. I know the guy that I went to is. I had had multiple stories told to me about how he had saved other girls' reproductive systems and also um, 
he's definitely trusted because they get him as the chiropractor and kinesiologist at the Australian Open when it's happening here in Melbourne. Um, I know he works quite closely with like Ash Barty and stuff like that. So, you know, if you've got Olympic athletes and, and world-class athletes trusting him, we know he's, he knows what he's talking about and he's fixed me. He's fixed many of other girls. So I know that these kind of therapies can work. Just make sure you find someone who is reputable um, and just at least ask, you know, I'm not telling you that if you have PCOS that your diagnosis is wrong. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you if you feel like something's not quite right, go and get some answers. Just ask, just even if it's not a regular, East, typical um, Western medical doctor, if it's a natural therapist doctor that you feel like might be able to help you, just, uh, just the best you can do is just ask, I guess, get as much information as you can. Um, because if you feel like something is wrong, something probably is. You, your body intrinsically knows. Listen to that instinct. Um, yeah. So I, I, I hope that um, if any any ladies out there are listening to this are suffering with reproductive issues, that this has helped shed a little bit of light on how it could be actually something that you can take control of and fix. Um, yeah, so I really hope this has been helpful and thank you for listening in. If you feel like you know anyone who might get value from listening to this episode as well, please feel free to share it to your Instagram story or tell them about the pod. The more people that we can get listening, the higher up the rankings we can get this pod, the more people we can reach and help. And as you guys know, that is what I am here for. Also, feel free to reach out to me on socials, MJ underscore FitLife on Instagram. Send me a DM um, if you've got any questions about today's episode. Um, and also feel free to leave the podcast a review as well. Um, that will definitely help us get up the rankings to help as many girls as possible. And also to help me know if I'm on the right track for you guys and I'm delivering the kind of content that you like to hear and that is valuable for you. So thanks so much for listening, fam. I'll leave it there for you and I will talk to you guys all very soon. Have a absolutely fantastic day wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and got value from this episode. If you did, please remember to hop over to the review section and leave us a five-star review to help us reach and inspire more people to live their best lives. Also, remember any links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes for you now. I cannot wait to speak to you again in the next episode.